As Kevin Falconer's time as mayor comes to a close, he's having something of a renaissance statewide. So far this summer, he's appeared on several California-centric podcasts and has been the subject of praise from national media outlets, all about homelessness. While his successes are debatable, this may pave the way for Falconer's next political act. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Michael Smolens, you're the political columnist for the Union Tribune. And recently you had a column about what's going on with Mayor Kevin Falconer. He seems to be getting lots of attention. Why don't you explain why? Well, uh, oddly enough, or surprisingly enough, I should say, over uh, the homeless situation in San Diego. This looked like it was going to be his downfall. Uh, A mere two years ago, we had people dying uh, in hospitals, if not in the streets, because of the hepatitis crisis, which Mm -hmm. was linked. The outbreak was linked very closely to the homeless situation and the uh, unsanitary conditions around the city. Uh, But through a, a variety of kind of circumstances, he's been sort of sought after because certain things, at least on one level, look like they've improved in San Diego, whereas we know across California, recent homeless counts have shown other cities just with exploding homeless populations. So essentially on the macro level, San Diego is solving the problem better than other places. Well, it's... It Hard gets complicated, say. as they say. What really drew everybody's interest is I, when I just said that that the homeless population has been exploding in urban areas and really even in, in uh, less populated areas across California, San Diego's homeless count uh, had, had dropped by 6% in the point-in-time count. That's the annual count we do in January. They report it out in the spring. And there's a lot of problems with those counts, but it is the one figure that people grasp onto. And so San Diego looked like the outlier, and a lot of outside media from the New York Post in uh, New York and uh, Fox News, National Fox News, along with some interesting podcasts and radio shows have sought out the mayor to talk about what's going on here. Now, as I point out in the column, there's some context and caveats that need to be pointed out and to, to explain what's going on here. And the biggest thing being how the point-in-time count kind of works, Correct. right? Correct, yes. They changed the methodology. They didn't count RVs to a certain extent, uh, people living in RVs. So, But the, the people that did the count, they, they were very forthright, saying it's not an apples-to-apples comparison, but still everybody looks at what happened and what the count was last year. Uh, does that explain the change? I, I don't know. There, there are certain calculations that San Diego's would have gone up a little bit, nothing like we've seen in L.A. and San Francisco, for instance, but that if they had stayed with the same uh, methodology. So there are changes there. There have been some successes uh, in San Diego still that, uh, you know, after the hepatitis crisis, San Diego might have been the first end of the difficult situation and Mm -hmm. now is getting out of it. So they want to talk to the mayor about that. I guess when you put things into context, because soon Mayor Kevin Falconer won't be mayor, right? Well, that's true. He's he's uh, winding down. He's got about a year and a half left on his term. He's facing term limits. So he's out of the mayor's office after uh, in December of next year, 2020. He can't run for reelection. So his future is is open. Now, before the whole hepatitis crisis, uh, he was a real rising star, both on the state and national level. Uh, People were talking him up as running for governor last year. But then the whole uh, crisis exploded and uh, that discussion stopped. And he really kind of focused inward because it was a real problem. Uh, And there were there was blame all the way to go around. A lot landed on his uh, his feet. Uh, The county also took blame. But 
Yeah, the mayor is sort of the the well-known figure, so for good or ill, he takes the blame. And now, actually, he's getting some credit for things that have happened that he's had some to do with. He's supported. He's gotten on board with. But other people have actually pushed him in certain directions that now he's sort of touting his big successes. And it is worth noting the city did make changes following the outbreak, which somewhat improved conditions. That's true. Uh, one of the big things and the thing he talks about a lot are these uh, bridge shelters. These uh, We have three tents, uh, well, I think two right now. One will be going up. And then there's a temporary shelter at Golden Hall at the mm-hmm. Civic Center. And people had resisted, the mayor had resisted that in the past because there was this whole philosophy of housing first. Let's build permanent housing and get these people into that. Well, some movers and shakers in town, including uh, Peter Seidler, the uh, managing partner of the San Diego Padres, said, we've got a crisis right now. We need to do something right now. And they really pushed, uh, you know, the the temporary tent shelters. And frankly, uh, San Diego's gotten a lot of interest from around the state, around the country, and even internationally. uh, Some some, uh, officials from Vancouver have come down to look at what's going on here. So it has attracted attention, and we may be seeing more of that kind of uh, moves in other cities. And also, Faulkner is kind of an interesting character because he's essentially the last Republican mayor of a large city. So what does that mean for him politically with that under his belt? Well, I think it it gives him some options if he can get past the reputation from the hepatitis crisis. As I said, that he was considered a hot commodity. He was talked about – he was a leading potential candidate for uh, mayor in uh, 2018 on the Republican side. Of course – Part of it also, the Republicans just don't have much of a bench in terms of uh, statewide figures. They don't have any statewide officials now. And he's kind of has this moderate image uh, in a very democratic state. He, San Diego is a democratic city in terms of voter registration, and he's won here a couple times. So that's a- attractive to both the Republican Party and to political analysts. Uh, where he goes from here, we'll have to see. There's more talk now, again, uh, surprisingly, after all that has happened, that he could be a, a potential contender for the 2022 20, uh, ballot. Mm-hmm. It would still be difficult to beat an incumbent Democrat. But like I said, the, the Republicans really, I think, are looking for a, a credible candidate, if not a winning candidate. And do you have a sense that Faulkner is mostly interested in staying in California? Do you see him running for Congress in the future? You know, I, I, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I had often thought that Congress was a, a long ways away for him, for his interests here. He's got a son that just started, I believe, San Diego State University. Mm-hmm. Um, but he seems to enjoy the milieu there. He, he visits Washington to do lobbying on behalf of the city and the region. And he's become a pretty well-known figure out there, like you say, that he of the top 10 uh, population uh, U.S. cities, he's the only Republican mayor. So he does attract a lot of attention. Uh, people are interested in him. I would suspect that if he's interested, something more statewide might be of his uh, uh, liking. But uh, he he may just end up here and do something else. Mm-hmm. And it, it's certainly interesting because sometimes San Diego gets lost in those statewide conversations sometimes. And it appears that Faulkner has a chance to, like, insert San Diego in a way if he chose to run for something statewide. Uh, you're right. I mean, the, the old uh, line was uh, San Diego sort of the cul-de-sac. It's at the end of the state, and it was viewed for a long time as a political cul-de-sac. That has changed quite a bit. Uh, Mayor Pete Wilson uh, becoming uh, U.S. senator and governor, of course, did a lot, had a lot to do with that, and also just the growth of the city. Uh, you know, uh, L.A. and San Francisco seem to get all the attention, but we are the second largest city in the state. The mayor has been uh, high on the Republican um, uh, radar for mm-hmm. years. 
because of the things we've talked about, but also now that there's this uh, sort of new uh, push in the Republican Party, they've got new leadership, they're looking to kind of distance themselves from the national discussion of Republicans and the national GOP, focus on what works in California, and they think they have a good alternative in terms of policy prescriptions compared to the Democrats. And also, when uh, listening to those podcasts that uh, went live and also those stories from Fox and from the New York Post. What was it like reading about our city from a different perspective? What was your initial reaction? Well, I think what surprised me is that uh, given all the, the dire circumstances over homelessness and hepatitis, that suddenly here were these, these, uh, this coverage that was laudatory and seeking his advice. It did, doesn't surprise me that he's received attention or San Diego's received attention in a positive way as well as in past negative ways. Like I said, after he was elected, uh, you know, over his push for a climate change plan, uh, got him international attention, mm-hmm. uh, and just his ability as a Republican in California to win in a big city uh, attracted a lot of positive attention uh, in the media. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after some time and some space, people look at things in different perspectives. So he may actually win out after you know, the period of time has passed and people look at his broader successes. That's true. We, we never know. and We'll have to see what the record is at the end of his tenure. Uh, as his people point out that they've got a lot to do. They're not lame ducks. They're getting stuff done and we'll point to X, Y, and Z things. We don't have to go over here. But his overall record will be the issue. But there are, were devastating headlines, devastating uh, news video of the hepatitis crisis. And that certainly would come up in any subsequent campaign. But, um, you know, he could present a, a moderate image that, that might uh, work in the state of California. We've had uh, Republican governors, even though the state increasingly has been Democratic. And let's say Gavin Newsom's numbers, the incumbent Democratic governor, uh, aren't great right now. Uh, they go up and down, so we'll see. But uh, it would be, like I said, tough to beat unless he really gets involved in a, a negative uh, public opinion jag. Yeah, it seems like the mayor is really pushing a variety of longer-term projects, be it with development near transit and more Mm -hmm. long-term solutions to housing. So in a way, he's kind of like planting those seeds for whatever comes next. Well, that's part of the wrap on the the mayor, that that he started these things, and and a lot of other people are going to have to do the heavy lifting, whether it's on climate change or housing policy and so forth. You know, whether that's fair or not, I don't know. I I mean, you got to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. And he has been gaining attention for uh, these proposals and uh, adopting these proposals. Uh, A lot of people think they have potential. There are critics of them all, as as always is the case. But uh, I think that it certainly helps his resume moving forward. Mm -hmm. All right. Michael Smolens, thank you so much. Thank you. In other political news, there's been a shakeup at the San Diego Association of Governments. Three upper-level managers were laid off Tuesday, Kim Quata, Charles Muggs-Stoll, and David Hicks. The agency's previous director, Gary Gallegos, retired amid controversy after it turned out staff members had vastly overestimated the amount of tax revenue by billions of dollars that would be generated from a half-cent sales tax approved by voters. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. Try some of our other podcasts, too. Our ideas and opinion team hosts The Conversation, which features interviews with newsmakers and experts about San Diego news and issues. Our sports department hosts Hot Lava about all things Padres. To see all of our audio offerings, go to uniontrip.com slash podcasts. Until next time.